Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. LMFM Podcasts. With CNC Carpets, we bring the showroom to you. Or you can book a personal consultation at our fabulous new showroom in Moortown, Dramiskin. Call 087-660-40-237 or visit our website at cnccarpets.com to book an appointment. CNC Carpets, for all your carpet and wood flooring needs. You're very welcome to Thursday afternoon's Late Lunch on LMFM Radio. Hope all is well in your world this afternoon. Great to have you with us on the show. And over the next couple of hours, we intend brightening your day. And my first guest certainly will, because you do know October, uh, there's a big focus here in this country on mental health and in fact, right across the world. Well, when I tell you that my first guest back in 2014, well, just prior to it, had everything going for her. She was the CEO of a family consultancy business involved in politics at a very high level a mother of three living a very good life in an eco home built on a small holding and then in 2014 it all crashed and burned but I'm happy to say she had a dream in 2019 and she became part of the selfishly happy revolution oh I'm really keen to have a chat with her Anne Bland you are very welcome to Late Lunch Hello, Jerry. Thank you very much for having me. Not at all. I want you first to tell our listeners, just to summarise, go back to that time uh, just prior to 2014 and tell them, tell us about your business and your political involvement. Wow. Um, well, yes, um, it was all really good. And when you are on adrenaline, everything just feels like nothing can stop you. So um, my ex-husband and I uh, had a social enterprise consultancy in Europe and in the UK and back in Finland, where I'm from. And uh, and I was also a deputy leader of the Green Party and we were in government. My main uh, concern was really membership and uh, international community being part of the European Green Party and Global Greens uh, Congress and also agricultural, common agricultural policy. So um, it was very interesting. I started a rural Greens movement because Greens are completely urban as I've been told so many times <laughs> on, on on campaigns. And uh, and it was really, there was so much. I, I absolutely loved it. But uh, yeah, as you said, then it all came down and I burned out really badly. Mm. Uh, your marriage came to an end. You're a single mom with uh, children uh, to look after and everything else really fell around you. I'm curious, between that time in 2014 and 2019, when you had this dream, which I want to get on to, how was life for you? Was it really difficult? 
gosh, um, that, that does take me back. Um, it feels a bit strange because I'm not that woman anymore. Mm. Uh, I've done a lot of healing and a lot of self growth and development, but there was a lot of shame. There was so much shame, uh, in that I let people down. Uh, there were so many people, especially in rural communities who were single, uh, green counselors who were looking up for me. They were thinking I'll be the next leader and, uh, and the press was on my side. There was so much going on. And when I just couldn't wake up for nine months, uh, I was just lying on bed and I just couldn't move. Uh, you know, obviously my children, I had sheep as well and turkeys and dogs. So, yes. so there was lots to look after. Yeah. And that was a godsend really, because I was able to then, you know, go into that automotive, um, you know, the, the kind of a robot movement where you kind of have to, you have to rise up for the others and, and that was my savior, really. But then little by little, I became aware that this is not the life I want. This is not really the way my life should be. And and could it be something else? Could I still do something that would help me to become uh, the woman I want to become? And I suppose that's when when I started reaching out, I started learning about pleasure and happiness and about trauma. And uh, and eventually one thing led to another and uh, and. I started to put pieces together, but I think the first thing I would like to say is that the most important thing is that um, that you need to reach out for other people, and I didn't. Mm. Yeah. And when you don't have anybody to speak, you, you know, your shame and your guilt, it just grows into this massive monster that consumes you. And the first step is always always reach out to somebody else. That's really great advice. And and just to re-emphasise, you were deputy leader of the Finnish Green Party in government. You were being looked on as a potential Prime Minister of the country. And of course, as I don't have to remind you... Not Prime Minister! Not Prime Minister! <laughs> no, no, no! <laughs> I'm, 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 giving you, I'm, giving you, I'm giving you extra praise here. But anyway, look, you were, you were a mover... Like, don't take away from it. You were a mover and shaker in politics. And when we look at Finland, you have a, a wonderful Prime Minister and, and many yes. women involved in, in yes. running a fantastic fantastic country which has to be said but here's the thing the press wrote and I quote this about you Anne Bland resigns from politics and wants to become a selfishly happy woman now this is interesting because to come on to that time in December 19 when something came to you I had a weird dream I don't remember my dreams I'm always quite exhausted and and that's why I remember that one because it said that um you need to start a selfishly happy revolution <laughs> and when I woke up I was kind of that is weird I I don't know anything about happiness I'm not a revolutionary I always wanted to I'm a I'm a pacifist and I believe that we need to do more uh, caring and partnership based policies and and um even economics needs to be I, I studied social impact and social social um impact investment and philanthropy so i feel that we we can do so much more in the policy world as well as in in, in economics and and i was kind of what what is this this is this is wrong i can't be selfish you know i've been told all my life to look after other people and not to be selfish but then i realized if i don't put that oxygen mask on myself first 
I can't help anybody else. So actually those aeroplanes have something <laughs> going for them, you know, uh, even if they are polluting the world. But, you know, there is that kind of um, understanding that came little by little that, yes, if if I don't look after myself, I'm no good to my children. I'm no good to my animals or, or the country or anything else. So uh, so that's supposedly, you know, what I mean by or my dream, wherever it yes. came from, is about uh selfishly happy means that you need to start from within yourself you can only change yourself you can't change anybody else you can't change the world but by changing yourself and becoming more of who you are into your selfhood if you like um, then you will change the dynamics around you and you can also uh, become, um, because apparently burnout is a spiritual awakening. So <laughs> I should be grateful mm. for my burnout. Um, so it is something that you can do just for yourself. And then by showing up from a different consciousness, as if, as it were, you can then inspire others, I suppose. And, and you know, there. you've answered a question that I had to ask you. And I, we all understand it now listening to you. You've got to start with yourself first because people would say selfish and happy don't go hand in hand. But unless you uh, do it for yourself well, uh, nothing is going to change. So you, you transform completely. And I just to tell our listeners, what do you do now? You help others. Well, I've started to think, how can I, because it's not really about me and it's, it never was in, in politics either. I really wanted to inspire other people to, to, to create communities and start working together and see how can we be more together. We, we, we can, we can survive on our own. I know that because I have all those years I did survive on my own and only little by little my children now, they're adults now, learn how bad it was for me. Uh, and still there is that shame. But we thrive only within communities and within other people. So mm. we do need other people. And uh, so what I want to inspire is, is to really help people to start thinking about how can I do something within my communities, within my family? How do I show up? You, you're kind of responsible for your own energy and your consciousness, whichever table you sit on. And uh, and that's that's something that I would like to um, help uh, inspire but also teach so i have i'm learning to to do youtube videos i'm learning to do uh podcasts i'm learning to do an online academy and things like that where as a because i did train as a love sex and relationship coach because one of the things that went out of my life was pleasure and love whether it's self-love or love of other people or world it's it's so important to us and what we all need and crave is love mm. and acceptance and belonging and pleasure is your birthright it's something that we haven't really been taught and and it's it's got this stigma to it and and that's something that i would like to explore more and be more open and vocal about. I suppose that's my purpose in, yes. in so many words. And, and you know, when you mentioned the word pleasure, uh, so many people are guilty when you say that. That you know that we're you 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 make the point. We should all have pleasure in our lives, and yet so many people think, ah, oh, you know what I'm talking about. They, when you mm. mention that, even they say they recoil. I know, and I have so much compassion to that part that coils because I've been there. And obviously, Finland is quite liberal country. Mm. So we, my cultural upbringing has been very different. 
um and i do acknowledge that but still there there is that conditioning and i don't know where it comes from in the culture religion wherever it is something that makes us coil where we we need to deserve first we need to we yes. need to work hard yes. and we need to suffer we have to have pain and then maybe we can have some pleasure and and have some uh, but still there is that guilt you're absolutely right and i would like to change that i think you know when we are born we i studied taoistic tradition of tantra uh for several years and um and one of the things um that they teach there is that it is the, the sexual energy is also a creative energy and also our spiritual energy and yet it's been ostracized and put into shadow something that is dirty and sinful and so on so i would really like to explore again you know i don't have answers i'm on a journey myself so it's just to kind of you know but what if you know our sexual energy was our spiritual and creative energy what if it is our you know life force in effect you know that we're mm. born with what why would we not celebrate that why would we not be joyful about that yes yes and you know you speak to me in ireland today and our history is a history of repression when it comes to what we're talking about now and it it is mm. it, it it has been ingrained for generations in us but you, you know ireland is becoming uh, and has become a, a very liberal country now and the shackles mm. are off and we're only emerging as a young nation because we're we're not that long in existence but here's the thing and you 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 live and your country is very close to russia and a lot of Russian people come in and out of Finland to work every day and I have to talk about what's going on in Ukraine and all that mm. that entails I'm just I'm trying to get my head around this what you're trying to do if we all bought into this it would be a much better world we might not have as much conflict or war or, or is that too simplistic <laughs> you're spot on the other thing that I had the other day this revelation that came to me was that our pleasure positive people would not start wars no and therefore we have to have a pleasure revolution or selfishly happy revolution whatever you want to call it i don't care about the words but it is that essence that if we have more pleasure and love and and compassion and and, and co connection to other people and we can see uh, i can see in you i can see myself and i can see that we are all one in 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 the bottom of the you know the essence of humanity mm. it is something that uh i think and and you're right the world is very divided at the moment you know anywhere you look any 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 news you 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 hear or watch you know it is all very much doom and gloom and you know it's just so important that we actually have that you know courageousness to actually talk about good things and positive things it's not about naivety or to, or being you know stupid or something i think it, it it requires more braveness to actually talk about love and positive things in life and good news stories than it is oh yeah because it is a kind of a defense system when i knew everything would go pear shape or yes of course this would happen and you know the the murphy's law and you know all the other shoe drops and whatever sayings there are you know we're so conditioned to that and and if we went the other way and actually celebrated caring and partnership and unity and and connection and love 
we would have so much more safety in that. Mm. And, you know, I did, I did actually a pleasure workshop yesterday in a co-location, you know, co-working uh, place in Leamington Spa in England. And, and, um, and one of the ladies who was there, she said that I can't even look people in the eye because it's too intimate. Mm. And that shook me. And I thought, what's happening to us if we can't even look somebody, not even our loved one, into the eye because we're so afraid of being seen? There's so much shame in that, isn't there? Mm. There really, really is. But when I think of where you are just before we finish today and I listen to you, uh, you have a very comforting voice, may I say to you. Uh, you really have. Well, um, and, uh, but, and, and your philosophy is a really beautiful one. But when, when you think of where you were, the high-flying businesswoman, the politics, etc., then what you had to go through, you've experienced the lows and where you are today. If I offered you to go back and offer you the premiership of Finland and all that goes with it, would you take it? <laughs> I might be too selfish not to. <laughs> <laughs> I think Sanna Marini is doing absolutely amazing she job. She is only 36, mm. for goodness sake. She was the youngest prime minister. She is from the competing party, but I still celebrate those five <laughs> women who are in the coalition, all leading their own parties. Yes. And out of those five women, four are under 36. Isn't it so, uh, including great. the Green uh, uh, Minister and, and the leader, Maria Ohisalo. Mm. So I'm just really proud of my my government in my country and whatever they call them, lipstick government or whatever, I don't care. They are doing an amazing job in very, very tough conditions and are mothers of, of young babies, yes. most of them. So it's it's just unbelievable. And I think it's a it's a beacon of light in in the governments of 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 countries that that are more more or less mm. corrupt around and them. and they certainly know how to enjoy themselves and have pleasure as we've seen uh, in yes. certain videos <laughs> that have made their way onto social media recently <laughs> but listen and i have to leave it there today just tell yes. them your website please will you mention it Oh, my website. Oh, it's uh, www.selfishlyhappyyou.com. And also, please look at the YouTube videos, uh, Selfishly Happy with Anne Bland and Instagram and so on. So uh, if there's any inspiration, please let me know and um, yeah. I'll be happy to respond. The name is Bland, but the lady is anything but, may I say, this afternoon on our late lunch. <laughs> I'll talk to you again, I promise. Thank you so much for joining Thank me on the you, show. Thank you, Jerry. Take care, yourself. Thank you. Have a shelf- happy day. Bye-bye. Same to you. Bye-bye. And Bland there. Check her out. But then on Saturday, this happens. Yes, Strictly Come Dancing is in full swing on the BBC and there is nothing like it, I have to say. And in our house, you wouldn't get near the TV on Saturday evenings. The concentration is immense. You can't breathe nearly. It's such a resounding success and it's in its 20th year this year. And today on Late Lunch, I'm delighted to say I'm joined by a young woman from Navin in County Meath. She's a 50-year student at St. Joseph's Secondary School and she is a really astonishing ballroom and Latin dancer. She was originally from Lithuania, but she is one of her own now and she is working hard towards a career in dancing. I'm delighted to say hello this afternoon to Augusta Kalin Kavachuka. Hello, Augusta. How are you? 
are you? I am really good. Does that music get you excited? Oh, yes, every time. <laughs> You're watching, I take it? Yes, absolutely. Who's going to win? Go on, you that knows. You're in the business. What would I know? Who's going to win it this year? Oh, I can't be saying. I can't be saying. <laughs> Will I tell you my favourite? Yeah, go on. I love Will Meller, I have to say. He's a tr- oh, yeah. is, Isn't he a great dancer? He, he, he's, a, he's so sweet. Isn't he? And of the girls, um, Helen Skelton I love. I really do. From Country Files. She's really graceful. I think she'll get better. But I have to mention my granddaughter, one of my granddaughters, Ava, who follows uh, Strictly. She loves Molly Rainford. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Molly, Molly is a really good one. So I have I Molly have too. could there be a winner in those names I've mentioned there? What do you think? I think so, yeah. Oh, you you've been very coy, you've been very coy and you've more inside information and knowledge as I said than any of us. Well, welcome to the show and um tell us about you and dancing. Where when did you begin dancing? At what age? I started dancing when I was 7 and ever since I've like been dancing and I've like moved like obviously to different dance schools and mm. but now I'm in like a really good place and it's going like amazing. I've been traveling abroad a lot. I've been to Slovenia, Austria, Germany, Lithuania and all them places and it's like amazing. It's a glory to be going. Now, when you say you're in a great place now, is that the Viva School of Dance in Dublin? Yes, yes. Right. Yes, yes. So that's where you attend now. How often do you go to the dance school? I go six days a week, Tuesday being one of my rest days and sometimes Thursday. So it's like a good bit. It's a lot. And especially since uh, I have three upcoming competitions in the next four weeks, we need to like push training even more, even more to get to a good place before the competitions. I'm sitting here exhausted even thinking about that. Six (laughs) days a week you go to the school and... Obviously, your your family gets you there by times, but I believe public transport, you go as well by public transport. It's not always possible for family to take you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Over the summer, I took the bus a lot, which was like an hour and a half journey. The bus was an hour, and then I had to walk half an hour to the studio, which was a lot, and I was going nearly every day. And now, since school began, uh, I, since I finished earlier, uh, sorry, finished, since I finished later, I have to get my parents or a friend to drive me up. Mm. It's, a, is, yeah. it's a hell of a commitment and it shows you uh, your des- shows us your desire. Now, you mentioned the countries there that you've been to dancing. Um, is it true? Have you danced in Blackpool too? I have danced in Blackpool, yeah, numerous times. I won uh, first place in the under-16 Open Worlds, actually, in Blackpool, just in 2020, in January. Terrific. Congratulations. On that famous dance floor that we see the Strictly Stars perform on. Yeah. yeah oh, you yeah. lucky thing. You lucky thing. It's, it <laughs> looks on TV uh, majestic. From a dancer's point of view, I take it it's just simply wonderful uh, place and floor, is it? Oh my goodness, it's unreal. You walk in and it's like you're in a fantasy land. Yeah. It's amazing. I'm actually going in two weeks, actually, to Blackpool <gasps> for a competition, yeah. Oh, good on you. Uh, haven't we got green eye of jealousy? Just even thinking about that, what uh, an <laughs> occasion that's going to be again uh, for you. So you, 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 you are really committed to this. What about schoolwork? I mentioned there you're in St. Joseph's in Navin and uh, you're a 50-year student now and soon you'll be. Uh, are you going to do transition? Do you have to do transition? 
no, in my school we don't have to do transition okay. year. I actually went straight from third year into, into fifth. fifth year now, yeah. Okay, and then you'll be doing your leaving cert next year. How do you juggle everything, Augusta? I can't say that it's really, really easy, but I manage. Uh, so when we're going like by car or by bus, I'd bring some of my books and I'd do like my homework in the car, yeah. like any learning homework that I have to do. And then written work, obviously, I have to get done at a desk. So it's neat. <laughs> it is one hell of a workload, but you're managing, as you say, and good on you. Now, you talk about six days a week you're going to the school in Dublin and you're working hard there. Do you? Who's your partner? Who, who are you dancing with? Oh, I danced with a boy from Ukraine. His name is Nikita. He came over from the war in uh, at the end of May and we became partners at the start of June. Uh, two weeks after he came... We competed in a competition and we actually won that competition three times. <laughs> Good on you. And that's early doors and you're winning already. How, how, how do you fare with the language? It's in, see, he, I take it he's Russian speaking. Yes, he is Russian speaking. Uh, when he first came, he had no English and I obviously had no Russian since I do German in school. And it was really difficult for us to communicate. So we used like Google Translate and some of my friends spoke Russian. So we kind of got to communicate through them as well. But now since like over time, he's picked up some English and I've picked up some Russian. So it's enough to communicate words Mm. so that we're able to dance with each other. And obviously from the word go, you felt this guy and you made a great partnership. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now, Talk to me about the dancing because we have Latin and ballroom. Okay, so let's talk about the Latin for salsa, uh, you know, cha-cha-cha, rumba, pasa doble. Uh, is, yeah. ta- is tango Latin or ballroom? Well, Argentinian tango is technically speaking Latin, but it's in the ballroom section so that the Latin and ballroom can have five and five dances. I see, I see. Yeah. Are you a specialist in that? And then in ballroom, of course, the graceful waltz, the jive, the Viennese waltz, the quick step, foxtrot, t- and, and tango, as you say, can trans- transverse uh, both. Yeah. Um, which do you uh, love most, excel at, or work hardest at, or do you mix and match both? Uh, I w- when I started dancing, I mixed and matched both, like both ballroom and Latin. Yeah. And then I started only doing ballroom with a different partner for nearly like a year. Okay. And then afterwards, I was back to solo and I did all 10. And now since I've partnered with my new partner, Nikita, we've still gone on and done 10 dances. So oh. the ballroom and the Latin. Okay, all those I've mentioned there. So you've done them all. Oh, I have to say, the Paso Doble. Right. The Paso Doble is something else, isn't it? Oh, it is. It's like flamenco mixed with everything. It's amazing. <laughs> it is. It's what I love to see, you know, or the Argentine tango as well. The moves, the precision in that. It's just incredible. So let me put you on the spot. And I okay. want an answer here. You wouldn't tell me who's going to win strictly. I'll always remember that. Anyway, <laughs> uh, in terms of, of, of Latin, what's your favourite Latin dance? In Latin, I really like rumba and pasta doble. Right, OK. So between the two, you can't decide. Ballroom? Ballroom, tango and oh. Viennese waltz. Oh. and Viennese waltz are my favourite. Oh, it's so graceful, the waltz, isn't it? It really is so graceful. Yeah. So for you, and I know you have uh, big ambitions in this whole uh, career of a dance, um, yeah. it's important that you ha- are au fait with all of the dances, both Latin and ballroom. Yes, 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 oh, yes. Okay. Now, 
you're heading into uh, leaving cert next year, please God, and in in, we're only shortly into this fifth-year term. But beyond that, I take it this is your dream to be a professional dancer. Yeah, it's my dream. It's been my dream since I was a little girl. I started dancing when I I saw this show called Dance Moms. I don't know if you've heard of it, mm. and. I, I asked my mom to set me up in some dancing and she set me up in ballroom and Latin dancing. And ever since then, I fell in love with it. And now it's like what I want to do forever, basically. You know, young woman, you have such a commitment <laughs> to this and passion. You're going to do it. You know, you are going to do it. I know you're going to do it. I I know it today. I just know it talking to you. And we've <laughs> got to mention your mom, Vilma, because... She's a big part of this because there's a lot that goes on with uh, tans and uh, costumes and everything. She makes all your costumes. Yeah, that's correct, yeah. She's like the background person that makes me look so beautiful. All the dresses, all my practice wear, she makes by hand. She sews on the individual stones, the flowers, the feathers, and glues on every single little small detail that you see was made by my mom. She does my hair, my makeup, my dresses, my nails even, and my tan, of course. <laughs> oh, very important, the tan. Oh, my oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. When you watch Strictly, is that the ultimate? When you watch Strictly, when you watch the professionals there who are dancing and some who are not but are part of the cast, that's where you yeah. ultimately, is that where you ultimately want to be? Yeah, I want to do something like on Strictly Come Dancing and then I want to have like my own studio so I can like teach other people how to dance as well. Ah, good on you. Can I quote you? Can I read something? I just want to read this to listeners because I I think they know now what you want and what your dream is. But I just want to read these few words that you've written. You say, I dance because I love it. I'm able to listen to the music and let the music move my body. The beats of the song send goosebumps down my spine any time I hear a song that I really love. I'm able to let loose and be myself. It's a very physically and mentally demanding sport which doesn't get too much attention. You know those words. You see, do you hear those words? Like, you know, <laughs> they are your words. And it yeah. just, that's how you actually, it, it does that for you every time. Yeah, it does. It does. Mm. it's very demanding like of course you have to be mentally tough to like memorise the choreographies and like be able to move to the music but then your body has to be able to do all that stuff that a normal person wouldn't be able to do yeah hey tell me about the heels and the blisters and all that type of stuff is it a fact of life oh yes 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 I wear like three inch heels when I dance and you wouldn't be able to know how many blisters you get you Mm. On the balls of your feet, on the toes, on the ankles, everywhere. (laughs) It's it's, uh, another, you know, side effect, would you say, that we, you know, don't see or realise that that happens with all the pressure you're under and the height your feet and angles they are off the ground. Um, But look, you get used to it, don't you? It's part and parcel of of the game. Yeah, it is. It is. No pain, no gain, as they say. Ah, you're so <laughs> on the money. In terms of, you know, your your school friends and your class, etc., are there many others uh, ballroom dancing? No, there actually isn't that many ballroom dancing. I've only met one person in, like, the schools that I went to, like, schools, like, educational schools mm. that did dancing, but they quit after, like, when they were... 14, I think. Yeah. So it's not that common of a sport. Mm. 
but uh, boys, are, is it true that there are quite a number of boys in the school you're attending at the moment, the Viva School of Dance, from the North East go there dancing? Did I hear that somewhere? Yeah, there is actually quite a lot of boys, yeah. You'd be surprised how many boys actually do ballroom and Latin dancing. Yeah, and uh, uh, you hardly have to watch what you eat or anything with all the effort physical you put into this. Well, sometimes not really. I mean, you work so hard. You do lots of like physical training, like cardio, running, obviously to keep yourself fit. So basically you just have to watch that you're not eating too much. Yeah. But you can eat whatever you want. Mm, absolutely. Which is the best. Yeah. Best after competitions. We go and get like some fast food, you know, for the hungry stomach. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't you entitled to it with all you're putting into this? So, uh, in the immediate future, you have big competitions coming up. Just remind us of those again, where you're going with Blackpool, of course. Yes, of course. In two weeks, on the yeah. 23rd of October, I have a competition here in Ireland. And then the next day, I'm flying off to Blackpool for a competition. Race. which will be on the 25th of October. And then on November 12th, I'm going to Lithuania for a competition, which will be really exciting. Great stuff. So you're a busy, busy young woman. What's your partner's name, by the way? Uh, Nikita Arnsenter. Lovely. Nikita, for sure, yeah. Yes, we wish him well. We do indeed. And, and in, in these competitions, are they all pairs or do you dance solo as well? Well, I used to, when I didn't have a partner, I danced solo, okay. obviously. So you can dance solo and couples, yeah. Yeah, okay. But Nikita is the the man now and yourself. That's the, the focus, is it, for both of you as a pair? Yes, yes. Oh, fantastic, fantastic. Anyway, you are a joy to speak to, I have to say. You really are. And your dream is, uh, I just want, and I'm sure everybody listening today wants this dream to come true for you. Wouldn't it be fantastic, uh, August, if we were talking to you down the road? And you, a member of the Strictly Come Dancing cast. <laughs> yeah, I'd love, I'd love it. Ah, it's like amazing. We'd all love it for you too. Uh, we really would. And c- congratulations oh, to your mum and your family and the support circle you have around you because it takes a lot. And I know you know that and you appreciate it and you've mentioned it already. Anyway, I have to finish out but with this to you. Are you ready? Yeah. Keep dancing. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you for having me. <laughs> Not at all, Augusta. Thank you so much for joining me and all the very best with your career. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Isn't she just lovely? Augusta Callan Cavichuca from Navin in County Meath. She's a wonderful, wonderful young woman and we keep an eye on her progress. But when you want something and you put the time in and you're committed to it, you can do no more than that. She has the talent, uh, buckets of it as well, and we wish her well. You at Late Lunch on LMFM Radio. Oh yes, a massive UK number one in 2003 for Britney Spears and every time. And me sidekick is in there singing on the top of her voice. By God, you love that song, don't you? It's a lovely song. I wonder what was number two. <laughs> <laughs> Will you stop? You have us going, as I said, arse about face on that one. Yes, uh, Britney there. Oh, Louise, um, you and I are familiar with uh, this. Out right across from the uh, St. Feckins football pitch, uh, heading out towards Clarehead from Drogheda, um, 
there's uh, the wonderful feckin' fresh eggs mm-hmm. and uh, the guy there has free-range chickens. Brendan and Fanning, yeah. Yes, and he uh, leaves the eggs and you have an honesty box mm-hmm. where you, you know, put in your, your money when you and collect the eggs. And there's often sweets as well for the kids. Is there? Yeah, yeah, he's very ah, good like that. Ah, lovely. Yeah. But there's, is there no end to the blackguards? No, you just leave nothing alone. Nothing. You? They can leave nothing alone. They really can't. Anyway, his honesty box was raided. Yeah, between three and five yesterday, so it was like middle of the day. Daytime. Going on, like. Yeah, but you drive that road, you mightn't see many on it at mm-hmm. times, and there's nobody out all the time around the house for sure. But uh, yes, in the broad daylight between three and five, they raided the honesty box. But here's the thing they got nothing. No, they did force it open. They yeah. did all the hard work, as he said yeah. himself, and then maybe somebody came upon came them. Came along, and they just kind Scarpered. of. Scarpered. Yeah. There was money in it. There was money in it. He said he leaves. He he does. Leave, he doesn't know how much, but he does leave change of a tenner. Yeah, for so people. That, whatever else. Yeah, yeah added to yeah. it. They the got day. nothing anyway. They got nothing. But on no. oh, the name of God, and there are lots. But it's of, not the first time he said money oh, and eggs have gone missing have during the year. So he he reckons he's going to have to put up a camera. Ah, jeepers! Mm. It's just the pits when you have to do that, isn't it? It yeah. really is. God Almighty! You know, and he puts so much trust in people, and yeah. people have been good. But yeah. There's always one bad egg. Yeah, I often want to... Uh, yeah, there's a few of them. There's more than one for sure. We know that, but one at least in, involved in this. But, you know, when you leave the eggs, I, I often wonder that. Do eggs just walk and you've confirmed that their eggs go, people don't pay for them. And the other dishonesty then is re- like to rifle the box and take the money out of it. Come on. Anyway, uh, mm. it just shows you. The, is, is the day of honesty gone completely? I wouldn't think so. There are lots no, and lots of so. honest, good yeah. people as well. I think it's... We can't, We talked to somebody recently who had an honesty box and there That's was right. no issue with it. No and issue. They were happy enough. It yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Just one person to spoil everything. The majority are diligent people and honest and mm. pay. And even I heard of somebody coming back that hadn't got the money, you know, to, to pay afterwards. Sorry, I, I got eggs or whatever. Mm. But anyway, bad scramps to them that you'll have no luck on your travels, whoever but you are. But on the are. other side, as he calls his hens, Peggy and the girls. And the, just anybody who is in social media, TikTok, Instagram, it's very funny. They're, They're brilliant. There. Yeah, check them out. Yeah. Check them out. Feckin' fresh eggs. <laughs> You'll see great eggs, I have to say, too. Late lunch, LMFM Radio. We have a proposition for you next from a very entrepreneurial young mother of five, is it Louise? Five children. Yes. Five under the age of six. Five under the age of six. Hands full all the time. So, folks, she promises you, even though you might like that times, you'll never lose a child again. <laughs> Stay with us. My next guest on the show, I've enjoyed her company in the past on late lunch, covering areas such as she was a former mortician. She was in here with me one day and she was just brilliant at the eyebrows as well. I think I'll need her back. But she's come up with something very interesting in the context of young children going missing. And she should know all about it because she's five of them under six. Elizabeth Oaks, welcome back to Late Lunch. Hi Jerry. thanks so much for having me on. I thought we'd be scanning the tag. Louise was sweating there a couple of minutes ago. She says, where is she gone? Has she a tag on herself? <laughs> I know, sorry about that. I don't know what happened. <laughs> You're all right. Five under six. Yeah, that's right. They're six, five, three, one and eleven months. So it's a busy house, I can tell you. No wonder the f- we couldn't get you on the phone. It's amazing. <laughs> I'm talking to you at all today. Well, anyway, you're so good. Thank you very much for joining us on the show. So look at 
give us the background to to this uh, that you've come up with. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's very interesting. Emergencycontact.ie, it's known as. Tell us about it. So basically, what happened was I was away, and my husband took two of the kids to Tinnahili Agricultural Show. And my husband is great for going to GAA matches and Parktalshin and big crowded events, and he loves to take the kids with him. But what happened was at Tinnahili, one of the kids went wandering and got lost. And it was coming out over the intercom saying, um, we have a little boy here called Henry and he's looking for Dada. Can Dada come to the main announcement stand to collect Henry? And I wasn't there, so I was only hearing about all this. And I was saying, oh, my God, there must be something that I can put on the kids that if they get found, that all our contact details are readily available. And when I went looking, there was nothing available. So I said, you know what? I'm just going to make or invent something myself. Um, So at night when I can't sleep, I tend to go down rabbit holes. And (laughs) lo and behold, I came up with this tag. So this, there's a tag, there's two types of tags, a large one and a small one. And there's one of them slap bands for your wrist. Mm. So basically, there's a tiny microchip in these tags. And what it uses is it uses the same technology on phones as contactless payments use, which is called NFC. So when the child is lost, they can go to somebody and say, can you tap my tag to get my mom and dad's contact details? And then there's no app or anything required. The person just, they have to go very close, tap the tag and up pops the profile. And there can be two telephone numbers and two WhatsApp numbers. And the person can then click straight into a WhatsApp video call with the parent just to calm the child and I suppose calm everybody down to make sure that everyone knows they're safe and secure. And then they can also send like a precise location through WhatsApp to say where they are. Now we actually, would you believe this, the other day my husband brought two of the kids to a poultry show up in Newry up to get some more chickens. And I was out in the yard working at home and this English number called... And it was a lady and she said, oh, hi, I'm here and I have your child, Henry. He's lost and he's looking for you. (laughs) So it just shows. And I was able to say, oh, my God, he's there with my husband. That's the second number on the tag. And lo and behold, Henry was lost. He was only about two rows in. um, But he obviously got a little bit panicked. And the lady was able to contact my husband, Connor, and find the child. But as I say, it came into play actually on numerous occasions um, because as I say with five kids under the age of six it's just hard to keep eyes on them all and they're all pretty confident and wild so they they don't mind uh, losing us in crowds Well I'll I'll tell you this I'm making a promise today when Henry grows up I'm going to tell him that his father Connor wanted to lose him (laughs) This is twice now Connor, come on, this has to stop. But it just does show you that it worked on the second occasion. You hadn't got it the first time around, but it worked on the second occasion and the panic was over. I suppose people will say, yeah, got to tell the child as well, you know, that the child knows to show the person the little band on their arm. Yeah, so there's actually on the tag, there's a, it says emergency contact on the local one. The front. Okay. And on the back, there's actually a diagram and it says tap phone and it has like, All you know, right. the, the wireless kind of signal on, on the, on the diagram also. So people know just to tap their phone. But Henry now, he's just actually turned five last week. He, 
we practice it before we go to things and he says just unlock your phone and tap my tag to get mammy's number <laughs> I think now sorry I'm going to tell him something different I think he's getting lost on purpose now I've just changed my mind there so I have I take that back Connor at this stage but anyway Henry is the prototype for this so could I say it's air tag for little people pretty much yeah now it guaranteed for 10 years and 100,000 taps so I think if I if I lose them 100,000 times <laughs> I'll definitely there'll be authorities called in at that stage <laughs> they will there'll be calls made to Childline and everything like that I know I know that won't happen it's not going to happen at all so like you know you're, you're a very innovative woman you always have been in what you've done in your life so necessity the mother of invention here Elizabeth well absolutely as I say I went looking for something and I always find that's the easiest way to come up with a business idea is get a problem and, mm. and fix it if there's not a solution already available. And these tags, like they can be used, you can create a profile for your dog or even your cat or if you have an elderly parent maybe yes. who has dementia or yes. Alzheimer's, you know, you can put them visibly on the person or on the cat or the dog and then if they're found you know it takes all the guesswork out of it and the numbers don't have to be physically input into the phone once they're just clickable so once you scan the tag they pop up in a clickable format so there can be no miss typing of a number or anything like that yeah and you know I think back to years ago when we went to Disney with my own crew and they were smaller and we lost Jared one time in one of the parks you know what I mean like my god almighty the amount oh of people god. that are in there such a fright and he comes down there and back not a bother him after about half an hour we thought he was gone altogether but you know I I, I, I I felt that at the time I understand the fear that grips you you know what I mean when you can't find them in big crowds Oh, it's just that fear. I know, like, yeah, it's the fear and that heat that comes up your chest mm. and just. But I always, it just when I, when I know the kids have their little tags on them, like we're in centre parks. When I know the kids have their tags on them, it just gives me great peace of mind that if they do get lost or if you know something happens, they can just go up to. I've showed them the centre park staff, let's say, and they just go up to one of the centre park staffs and they can show their little tag and get mummy and daddy's number. And you can put, like some people might say, like the details that's on the tag, you can put as much or as little details on that tag as you want. Like you can put the child's name, you don't have to put the child's name. If there's any medical conditions or allergies, you can also put that on the tag. Um, but you don't have to put a picture or you can put a picture. Like it's totally up to you. You, yeah. you can just have the numbers if that's all you want on it. So it's really down to the individual. We have an app that's after been developed and it'll be ready to go next week um, whereby you can just create your own profile and activate the tag yourself. And then you can change that profile as often as you like. Or let's say the kids are going with the grandparents for the day. You can just go into your profile on the app change it to the grandparents' contact details. So then at least, you know, the kids have the tags and if anything goes wrong, the grandparents will be called. God, it's uh, many uh, variations on this possible and you're you're mentioning those already. So the website, uh, can people get the information? Is the website live and running and all the stuff there that they need? Yeah, the website is up and running. It's called emergencycontact.ie. We're actually doing a pre-launch sale at the moment. So if you spend over... 
44 euros, you get a 10% discount. So basically, it's if you buy three tags, uh, you get a 10% discount. <laughs> Henry's entitled to that discount and all three <laughs> tags, may I say, having heard his story. But uh, anyway, it, it, it's really, look, I, I, we looked at this and thought, my word, this is something interesting and new and different and meeting a need and filling a, a gap in the marketplace. I have to ask you, five of them from six years of age down. Do you ever get a minute? Well, I have to because I'm working full time. <laughs> As well. <laughs> That's when I get my minutes is when I go to work and you can yeah. sit down and have a cup of tea <laughs> and just, oh, chill. <laughs> but bedtime must be something else. Bath time. I'm just thinking about all these things. It must be just fantastic. All go, is it? It's all go. And you know, I wouldn't have it any other way. It's just amazing. The kids just bring life to to the house and to your life really don't they yes they do and they are precious indeed what's the breakdown boys girls I have three boys and two girls ah there you go lovely lovely mix all together do they ever argue or fight or don't get on or are they all happy campers yeah, pretty much would you believe happy campers there's never there's no no fighting thanks be to God yeah. I know you talk about the sleeping, but we have a religious bedtime routine. So the girls and the baby are in bed at six o'clock every evening. And the older boys who are six and five, they go to bed by half seven. And they all sleep 12 hours a night. Would you believe that? That is just unbelievable, dear. You need to write the book. That's the next chapter of your life about about motherhood and, and, and families and, and all around the same age as well. That is incredible. And I presume you get a bit of sleep yourselves then too. <laughs> we do indeed, thank God. <laughs> you do, for sure. Ah, oh, listen, you're great. You're full of life and fun as well. And I have to say, great to catch up with you today. And just reminding listeners emergencycontact.ie if you want to find out more information about it the website is there and all the details you can pick up listen good luck to you with this great to see you and talk to you again today take care thanks Jerry. thank you bye 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 Elizabeth Oaks there emergencycontact.ie what a woman she is and you know just listen to her I just say she takes everything in her stride you know what I mean the envelope was missing well she'll be back but She's come up with something clever, really clever. She has. I have to take my hat off to her. You're with Late Lunch on LMFM Radio this Thursday afternoon. Welcome to the show. Have you been with us from the start? Have you just joining? Great to have you with us. If you want to get in touch, 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text. Still lots to come this afternoon. We're going to meet a couple who uh, we've spoken to before on the show who are seeking recognition uh, for their lovely child born before 20 four weeks and there's been a big move forward in that story today. My artist of the week is Michael Bublé and we'll hear what I have to say about him today. I get real personal about Mickey Bublé today on the show. Uh, so if you want to hear about him and more besides and great music and banter between myself and Louise, stay with us on your late lunch. Louise, did you ever lose a child in, in your time? Not for the one to try and... <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I, I can't actually. I remember leaving my oldest when he was a baby in Sainsbury's due to tiredness, but it's not yeah. technically losing a child. No, 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 no. What about you? I did. What? Yeah, I got lost. I think myself and my late cousin Siobhan, uh, we used to hate going shopping with my parents. They go to all the clothes shops. Yes. Um, so I think they were over McEnhenny's or Faulkner's or somewhere in that boy and we went missing and they couldn't find us. And I could be wrong, but I think the guards were called. 
Uh, we eventually found what I, age would you I, be? I think we'd crawled under the um, <laughs> one of the rails with all the clothes <laughs> so you were under we were, the noses we but they there, didn't know we were under them yeah what ages were you oh, what would you know, say small four, uh, four and five, you have recollection of that five, isn't that amazing <laughs> And you know what, Patsy and your dad years later would have hoped that you would have gone under a rail, I'm sure. Yeah. And disappeared. I did disappear for a number of years, didn't I? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, they love you to bits. Of course they do. Come on. Anyway, there you go. Isn't that interesting that uh, you had experience and you can remember it as well, going mm. back to then. I have an aversion of clothes shops uh, ever since. <laughs> <laughs> no, no you haven't. No, you haven't. She's a dedicated follower of fashion. Late lunch, LMFM Radio. We're heading to top of the hour, three o'clock. News, weather, and sport in the company of Men at Work. Haven't heard this one for a while. And down under, it's a cracker. Stay with us down on your clothes. late lunch under the clothes rack. <laughs> Louise will lose a child if he's playing football and not wearing the green and white of Termin Fekin, says John in Drogheda today. Oh, John, you're an avid listener. You can't get away with anything here. You might think you might zip in and out. Anyway, we were talking. Remember the story, Louise and Fekin's wearing different colours. Anyway, they're playing in the final. Louise, let me wish them well. Saturday in Darver, the Fekins are in the loud under 15, isn't it? Under 15s, yep. Who are they playing in the final? Um, I always get this wrong. Is it... Oh. Kilcarely Emmett. Yes, thank you. Thank you. No bother. See, I won't be cheering for, cheering for them because I don't know who they are. <laughs> John, she'll be cheering the green one. John Sharp, isn't he? Oh. John, in my defence, I wasn't the only one. <laughs> I know. She wasn't. She wasn't truly, John. But there you go. Anyway, good luck to them. Good luck to all of the sides. Big finals coming up this weekend all around. And of course, we will be looking ahead to the weekend in sport tomorrow on the show uh, with David Sheehan and a lot to cover off there. But just after what? Nine minutes past three on late lunch this year of our Lord 2022, the 13th of October. It's time for this. The Late Lunch Artist of the Week. Artist of the Week. Tis Michael Bublé this week and on a personal level, Michael was engaged to actress Debbie Timmis, who I mentioned yesterday he wrote the song Home For. Sadly, they would never set up home together, breaking up in November 2005 when he wrote the song Lost about their parting. Oh, I think he really loved that woman, didn't he? Not one, but two songs for her. But he did move on and began dating actress Emily Blunt. And again, smitten by her, he penned my song today. Yes, he did. For Emily. Emily alone. He's an old romantic, Mr. Bublé, isn't he? However, serenading Miss Blunt didn't do the trick as his relationship with her hit the rocks in July 2008. Looked like he was running out of songs to woo his bullwit until on the bounce he met Argentine actress Luisana Lopilato. Oh, she's lovely. She really is. And wrote and recorded Haven't Met You Yet while they were dating. And you know what? Well, it was about time, Michael. It worked the oracle. He got engaged in 2009, married 2011 and four children later, two boys and two girls. It's happy family in the Buble household. I feel a song coming on, <laughs> but I leave that to the man himself and go back to a time when he was besotted by Miss Emily Blunt and wrote this one just for her. 
You're a falling star. You're the getaway car. You're the line in the sand. When I go too far, you're the swimming pool on an August day, and you're the perfect thing to say. La 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 la. When Miss Emily Blunt meant everything to Mr. Michael Bublé, that song written for her and my selected tune from my Artist of the Week today. Final break on the way, but we're going to have a chat before we finish up today uh, with a local couple. Because you see, under current Irish law, babies born under 500 grams or before 24 weeks and showing no signs of life are considered not viable. And little Stephen, well, he'll never be far from the minds of Martin and Caroline Smith. And we're going to hear about progress they've made in their campaign to have this situation changed next. Sometime back on Late Lunch, in a very emotional interview, I spoke to Caroline and Martin Smith about their son, Stephen, who was born on October 20th, 2015. And Caroline returns to Late Lunch today to have a chat with us and an update on what's been happening since. Hello, Caroline. Hi, Jerry. How are you? Thank you very much for having me back again. Oh, no, uh, you're very welcome back to the show. I I did mention just before the last break, really, the context of the story. But you just might remind us, take us back to October 2015 and Stephen. Um, yeah, so on the 20th of October 2015, um, I gave birth to my son, Stephen. I was 20 weeks and two days pregnant. Um, Stephen had unfortunately passed away before he was born and he was born weighing um, 420 grams. So basically what that meant was that he didn't meet the criteria for a um, stillbirth certificate. Um, so basically what we have felt from that was that you know, even though we had given, or I had given birth to a son, and we have we have a son, the state didn't recognise him as being our son. So, um, we've kind of been lobbying the government for the past, well, it's coming up now four and a half years. Yeah. Um, Stephen will be seven next week. Um, so, yeah, so we've been pretty much like I know we've had COVID and all that kind of has impacted it, and it has been slow, but we're finally, finally making progress on it. Um, myself and Martin were in the Shannon this morning um, where Senator Regina Doherty um, presented, published um, a bill and it's to the, so basically the name of the bill is it's the Civil Registration 2004. It's an amendment and it's going in as a Certificate of Life 2022. Oh, so there's real progress. You can feel this very day. It must be special for you that this has moved forward now. Oh yeah, uh, literally. I um, myself and Martin, we were in the Shannon when it was presented to the senators that were there, and that was. Uh, so it was very emotional to hear mm. so many of the senators. You know, they all stood up and acknowledged. They acknowledged us, but they also acknowledged Stephen. Um, so that was quite emotional to hear so many people acknowledge our loss um, and acknowledge him. Um, and a lot of them, they've all, every senator who was there gave support to the to the bill, um, and they said that it was a very important piece of legislation that needed to move quickly for it to happen. So they will, it'll, it, it, the bill is in there, it, it, you take it, it'll pass through there, no problem. It goes then, does it go to the doll itself then for sign-off? Um, 
Yeah, so it'll go to the, it'll go before the doll, so we'll need like um, two yes. to bring it forward. Um, yeah. And then if there's any amendments that have to be, you know, brought in or cha- any amendments to the bill, um, just, it could be terms of wording or different kind of, Yes, I suppose I'd have to kind of agree maybe on um, criteria or, yeah, it's probably just the wording of it and yes. exactly what it is that we're looking for, but they, it's, it's, it's stated in the bill that it it'll be a certificate of life to acknowledge any baby who doesn't meet the criteria for a stillbirth certificate. So any baby who was born before 24 weeks gestation and born weighing less than 500 grams and showing no sign of life. Um, so they will, if the parents so wish, they can obtain a an official certificate. It's a non-statutory certificate, but it'll still be an official recognition and it'll allow then for babies to be seen on family trees mm. um, and just to basically have that inclusion within a family. And it, it, it's literally what we've always asked for, a basic recognition for babies like Stephen, yeah. for babies who don't get to come home from whatever stage of pregnancy like. Yes, and, and, and I'm sure... This resonates with many listening to us this afternoon as well who find themselves in the same situation. And, uh, you know, I said this to you before, you know, the words I used was as if it never happened or he didn't exist. Yeah, well, pretty much like, you know, and that's what we were saying to senators today, that it was like, no, he was here. Like I gave birth to him. We were we held him. You know, mm. he was cremated. We have his ashes at home. We have all this physical evidence of him. We photographed of him. We have you know, I could I could talk for hours about what we have yes. that belongs to him. Um, and every year we celebrate his birthday because he's a part of our family. Um, and like, you know, his sisters will blow out candles and, you know, they still write letters to Santa asking for something, something small for Stephen, for his shelf. And every year Santa brings something. So, you know, it's he's always been a part of our family. But like, even, you know, we had the, we've had physical evidence of Stephen being here, but for some there's not. They won't have not. There might not be physical evidence of the baby apart from you know scan pictures, all that kind of stuff. Um, but we don't want anybody to be excluded, you know, from a very yes. early miscarriage right up to mm. you know the criteria, the cutoff point mm. that uh- it's parents want it that they can obtain it. Yes, of course. Well, look, we just wanted to acknowledge uh, all that has happened today. It's moved on substantially and you're rightly so happy about this and you've done a tremendous service for so many, many other people as well. Well done to you that you've stuck with this right through uh, difficult and challenging times in life uh, these past number of years. I wish you well and we look forward to the day when it's enacted into legislation fully. Thank you for joining me. Thank you, Jerry. Well, just to let you know, we're actually back in again in the Shannon next week for a second stage. It's progressed that quickly already, so... Yes, there you go. There you so, go. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed is right. Candles lit, everything. So I, I, and we're all with you there, I promise you. God bless Thank you. you so Thank much, you for Jerry. joining Thanks. me on the show. Take, Take care, care, Caroline. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
That's our lot on late lunch this Thursday afternoon. Coming up on Friday, Orla Doherty will be with us tomorrow afternoon. Uh, she was to be with us early in the week and we're nearly sure we have her tomorrow. Coming out gay in 1990s Ireland. Creva Gore, well, what she's done with her wedding dress, you got to hear it. Healing sounds in studio for me with Fiona Gaheen. Sport, comedy and TV theme also coming up on Friday. That's it for Thursday. Eddie standing by. See you Friday at 1.30. LMFM Podcasts. With CNC Carpets, we bring the showroom to you. Or book a new showroom appointment on 87 It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Are you ready for truly hydrated skin? Meet Hyaluronic Body Serum, a breakthrough in body care from Osea. It's clinically proven to instantly increase hydration by 161%. Their lightweight, fast-absorbing serum delivers 24 hours of nonstop hydration for silky, smooth skin without the sticky afterfeel. Osea's latest innovation combines the magic of their best-selling Hyaluronic Sea Serum with a new formula that's good for the whole body and five types of hyaluronic acid to target every layer of the skin. Osea is a women-founded, women-led brand that's been crafting seaweed-powered products for nearly 30 years. The best part? Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com code SUMMER.